Hello, and welcome to another Heroes Journey Venture episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost over 100 pounds and have kept it off for over five years. Yeah. And I am a Tiny Habit Certified Coach, Ooh. a Thrive Global Certified Coach. Wow. Uh, I have a podcast with my delightful co-host, Husband Donald Weigel. Hello. And also, you are one of my heroes. Aww. I just want you, speaking of heroes' journeys, uh, I have, uh, going back to me for a second, I have lost about 100 pounds. I've kept it off for about five years, and uh, we're here to talk about it. We sure are. Together we form We Only Look Thin. Dun, 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 dun. Now, is that, yeah, I guess that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I, you were going with that. I went dun da da da, and then I thought Imperial Margarine because that's what the the song the the thing for and Imperial because margarine because was. margarine is never far from your thoughts. Let's never, be no, it Let's melts be honest. Margarine, like butter. butter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I am someone who can believe that it's not butter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you don't miss a trick. Yeah, uh, but I stole that from somebody on Twitter. Tweeted that I. I, saw I can't believe recently. it's not butter. Yeah, you know what? I, what separates me from other people is that I can believe it's not butter. There was one about uh, not Falco. What was his name? Anya, Fenya? No, the guy who was in the, I can't believe it's not butter. Fabio, Fabio. Oh, Fabio. Yeah. Wow. It's like, man has. Anya, Falco, and Fabio. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It was like, you had one job, but it was like, just believe it's not butter. You couldn't do it. So, hello, you can't believe you're listening to a professional podcast, can you, uh, people of Earth? No, you certainly can't. But today, we are also talking to people of Middle Earth. Oh, in the middle what? of their journey ventures. Oh, it's like, I see what you did there. It's like the middle episode of Lord of the Rings. It was an episode, right? Yeah, middle episode. <laughs> middle uh, episode of Lord of the Rings. It was a movie called The Two Towers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nobody remembers that. They just remember <laughs> hobbits and how much they like No food. one remembers it except I just remembered it. Right. Well, yeah. you're somebody. Yeah. Um, but we are taking this opportunity not only to frustrate you with uh, not understanding what this <laughs> episode is about but we're taking this opportunity to go back to our listener questions from our very own instagram page yeah now we and i use the term we lightly because Catherine did all the work uh reached out to our uh listeners on instagram and facebook i joined and, the conversation yo you did i made the conversation yeah and and asked uh People to give us uh, episode topics or, or questions, things that they would like us to do episodes on. And we, we got uh, many uh, lovely responses. And uh, this is the second of those yeah. uh, where we're going to dive in. Um, and uh, this one was from Instagram again. It, it is. Just from, like last week. From uh, Inspiration Walt Chum uh, Un. UNR Meg 52. That's I don't it. I don't know if that is like Unner Meg 52. Unner Meg, yeah. Unner Meg, I don't know. Yeah, um, Unner un Meg uh, 52. We'll just call her Megan. Yeah, I think, Megan. I think, I think that's, that's her name. name. <laughs> uh, but Megan asked. It could uh, be Megathon, though. Megathon. <laughs> Me Megatron? Megatron. What if it's from Megatron? Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. We're still be. not really sure uh, that it, it, is, it isn't all just bots from the internet uh, leaving us questions, uh, but we're happy to receive them in whatever if you're a real human or if you're a bot it's fine yeah look you know uh, robots need love too and they yeah. need health and fitness advice too a lot of people don't realize this yeah they've got a heart <laughs> uh but speaking of who was the most famous robot actually it wasn't a robot it was a tin man is that the same thing as a robot uh sure okay so uh, there was a movie called 
The no, Wizard not, of Oz. Okay, I was going to say Alice yeah, in no, Wonderland. Yeah, no, that's a different sort of Tin Man, but Okay, sure. but like the Tin Man is on a journey venture with a- uh, A Cowardly Lion. The Cowardly Lion. Dorothy. Dorothy. I was going to say Megan. The, scare, but, the Scarecrow. <laughs> and they're going to Oz. Megan and Toto <laughs> and the Scarecrow and yeah. And they're going to Oz to meet the great and mystical and wonderful Oz. And they're going to get all the things and the dreams that they want at the end of the rainbow and at the end of the, the golden ticket or whatever it is at the end. Yeah, yeah. They 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 open a chocolate bar and there's a golden ticket in it and they get to tour the factory. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't sound that good. And when then you they think get attacked by flying monkeys. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, but uh, in. They're all part of the hero's journey. And uh, Megan is, is is thinking to herself right now, um, I asked a very simple question and they are making it very complicated. What does this have to do with me? So I think Donald actually wrote down what her actual question was. Yeah, her actual question was, uh, dear Donald and Catherine, what do I do if I get attacked by giant monkeys while <laughs> hanging out with a scarecrow and a tin man for some reason? No, her actual question. <laughs> wait, no, no, that wasn't her actual question oh donald you kill me um uh the actual question was have you done an episode about being in the middle of the adventure that's where i am at now and i want to hear insights about the long slog of it all i'd also like to hear more about times you both stumbled fell down in your weight loss adventures yeah so uh Donald actually quoted himself by saying something really profound, and then he told me about it, and he's going to tell you what it is right now. Yeah, so I think the the question itself reveals an issue, and the the issue has to do with using the word slog yeah, in and, the middle of it. And I actually love it when people write things down uh, with their questions and, or concerns because it really does give a lot of insight to perspective, or at least on that particular day of how people are feeling. And using that word slog is a that's a heavy word. Yeah, that uh, that reveals your cards. Like if we were detectives looking for who in this someone in this house is the murderer and they use the word slog, it yeah. would be an aha moment. That's a caloric Columbo callback. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I went on the interweb and opened my dictionary, my thesaurus dictionary, yes. and looked up synonyms for slog. That's yeah. right, slog synonyms. Uh Toil, drudge, hustle, plod, strain, trudge, scrabble, buckle down, and travail. Those are all bummer words, huh, Donald? Absolutely. That doesn't sound like a super fun time. But however, Slog Synonyms is a great name for a band. Yeah. <laughs> we need to write that down. Exactly. But I'm going to now reveal to you the antonyms. So here we go. Antonyms, yes. Yeah. Uh, jaunt, journey venture. I added that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trek, walkabout, cruise. Peregrination. Oh, what? That's fun. Peregrination. Like, peregrine falcons like fly really far. So peregrination. Yeah. A quest, a pilgrimage, an odyssey, or an expedition. I think those are all kinds of Toyota trucks. Also. Yeah. So, um, if you're in a Toyota peregrination, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a peregrination, which I looked up after, uh, specifically was a journey, especially a long and meandering one. So, yep. you know, we are all on a health and fitness peregrination. Right. Can you imagine if Homer, instead of writing the Odyssey, wrote the, <laughs> the Homer's buckle down or 
Homer's slog. Homer's slog or yeah. toil or trudge or strain. Like, that doesn't sound like a hero's journey. And when I think we might have spent more time coming up with potential titles for the episode than we did actual content for the episode. <laughs> but Don't tell people that. <laughs> Like I thought about Middle Earth and the, the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and the middle feels really hard. Right? Yeah. That's like like I hate that movie because at the end, like nothing, you don't get any resolution. Yeah, most trilogies too. The middle movie, you know, they're it's sort of they can end with an all is lost moment, and you don't have to have an uplift at the at the beginning because you're sort of still in the middle. Right. Like when Luke Skywalker. Spoiler alert: Cover your ears if you haven't watched. Yeah, but yeah, if you em- haven't seen Empire Strikes Back from 1983 oh or 81. Gosh. Literally the best movie of all time. Yeah. Okay, at the end, he finds out that his dad is not a great guy. Yeah. And his dad, <laughs> I think, chops his own hand off. Yeah, his dad does cut his hand off at the end of that movie. Yeah, which yeah. is like a way bummer way to end. I was incredulous. My dad has done a lot of things, but he's never <laughs> chopped my hand off. But, like, Empire Strikes Back is a really great movie. But it's in the middle, and it feels like, okay, well, you got to get through that part to get to the end part, and then we'll really find out what happens. But as we learned with Star Wars, there's no beginning and there's no end. There's prequels. There's new universes that we find. There's there's movies that happen after that. Yeah, that they're don't still even putting include... out TV shows uh, about Star Wars. Right. Um, so this is a very long and circuitous and peregrinaceous. Is that a word? No. Uh, way of saying <laughs> that there's no middle. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Yeah. And uh, one of our uh, classic episodes. Uh, one classic. Of the thing, one of the things that we like to say. I feel like I can say classic now because, you know, we did yeah. episodes five years ago. Uh, episode 23, There Is No Finish Line, which is a saying that I believe I first heard from Half Size Me, uh, which is another uh, podcast. And it is the idea that there really is no middle because there isn't really an end. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, I, once I hit my fitness goal, so to speak, I didn't just then stop. There wasn't some, you know, ticker tape parade where I was done and I was over and I was able to go back to the way things were. I had to keep going and keep doing the same things because when I don't, and believe me, there have been times when I haven't kept up with it, the weight comes back on. Yeah. And so a lot of this, I mean, I think we live, we live in a world where everything feels like a movie. It should have a beginning and a middle and, you know, a perilous, you know, fight with a dragon or something. And then the credits roll and then it's over. And I think we can think about that with our weight loss journeys as well of you, you know, and there's um, literally there's something called the hero's journey. uh, And it talks about sort of that beginning of the quest, finding a mentor, having to like figure out who your friends and your enemies are and going through giant battles and then, you know, winning in the end and returning home and living, you know, in, in your new world. So many movies cover that, that hero's journey, whether it's Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or dude, where? Where is my car? <laughs> they are on journeys Classic heroes to journey. an end. And when we think about getting to our goal weight as the end, we have bad news for you. Yeah, like I spent many years uh, with the idea that I was going to go on a diet for a while until I hit my goal. And then it was going to be over and I was going to go back to eating however I wanted. And 
every time I did that, the weight came roaring back on. And so I had to adjust to the idea that I wasn't just trying to hit a, a weight goal, but I was trying to change my lifestyle and, and really not just be a person on a diet trying to lose weight, but really try and be a healthy and fit person and do what that person was going to do and have a lifestyle around what that person did and does. Exactly. And I think, too, when we see those big before and after photos or stories, we think that that is the end of the person's journey who lost the 50 pounds or the 100 pounds or trained for the marathon or the, you know, the fitness competition. Yeah. And really, it is just a snapshot of a part of a bigger life. And in the end, we are actually focusing on that bigger life. And, you know, Part of this has to do with whether you look at this situation as the glass being half empty or the glass being half full. And on the one hand, you know, you could look at it and say, there is no finish line. Oh my goodness, that means this is never going to be over. But for me, it was really freeing because it allowed me to kind of take my time and, and really develop my plan to fit my lifestyle and really like, you know, nudge myself towards the fitness and health lifestyle so that I, I wasn't just having to dramatically change everything overnight and I wasn't having to dramatically just, you know, cut out all of the foods I loved and, and, you know, do nothing but exercise with the idea that I was going to just white knuckle and struggle and struggle until I hit a goal. It really allowed me to kind of gently add habits one at a time and, and do this for the long haul. Yeah. And to sort of go back to the beginning, I know we sort of poked fun at the use of the word slog, but I think so much of this is really about kind of that long view that isn't super sexy or exciting or, you know, you don't get that big thrill every time you're down a quarter pound or you've maintained your weight. That's not really exciting. And I think we live uh, in a world where- In we, a world, we, speaking <laughs> of movies, yeah. Speaking of movies, where we feel like there's got to be some adventure or, you know, big challenge or, you know, an upset to make it interesting. And really what, like, what this whole last seven years have been about are non-sensational changes in our life. It's like, Catherine added some cabbage. Woo! Like, right. Oh, right. You Donald ate... figured out that he could add mushrooms and onions to things to pump up the volume. Wow. You know? And that's not super exciting. And when we want our health journeys to be exciting, sometimes we create drama. Uh, a very good friend of mine actually suggested that at sometimes I might gain weight just so that I have something to do and focus on. Because once you hit that, you, the the rings are in Mordor. No, where do they go? Mount Okmok? Mount Okmok, right. No, which is uh, <laughs> a, a non-active volcano in Alaska. Where do they go? Mount Mordor, yeah. But isn't it Mount Doom? Yeah, Mount Doom. Okay. Order, yeah. Uh, but like, okay, you got the, you know, you, you got the end. You got, you know, your parents got married and you're back in your DeLorean and everything's fine. Like, you think that that is the end of the story. And sure, there were dozens of times where I thought, okay, I've hit my goal weight. I'm done. 
And, you know, I would high five myself and then go to the food court at the mall and eat all the food in celebration and then get back right on that cycle of gaining and losing and being defeated. And that was a big drama. And part of the the health journey is switching maybe genres when you're thinking about your health. And it's not a drama. It's not a thriller. It's about investing in your future self. And like Donald said, you know, it, in the past, I would have said, you know, if Donald had said, hey, Catherine, what is your goal? I would say, my goal is this weight. <laughs> here, here. That's how you I ask. talk. Hey, Catherine, how, what is your goal? I want to lose 50 pounds. That is my goal. That isn't about my lifestyle. That is, you know, like, okay, well, in the short run, I could be bitten by a shark if I was lucky. And then I would be down 50 pounds. <laughs> right. And that goalpost keeps <laughs> that lucky shark bite. That lucky shark bite. But Donald's talk, talked about it before how the goalposts move when you hit a milestone, and that some depression can come in when you get to that milestone. And your life isn't very much different. Like being at goal weight, still had the same job, still had the same friends. Like, sure, I bought some new clothes, which was great. But five years in, like people aren't complimenting you all the time on your weight loss. Like it, it, life just kind of goes back to normal. And if we keep seeking validation from the number on the scale, that's not where the real magic is. The real magic is becoming a person who has a delightful life and doesn't see life as a slog. Yeah, and look, I will link to in the show notes, but we did a couple of deep dives on this topic. We did an episode uh, number 219 called The Born Identity about uh, about working towards changing your identity rather than just going through the, the, in air quotes, slog of a diet. And then also weight expectations, uh, episode 229, which was um, uh, more about not trying to lose weight on a deadline and and trying to uh, do this uh, for the rest of your life. And part of this, part of, of getting out of this idea that you're sort of stuck in the middle is going from the idea of trying to finish a plan to developing a lifestyle goal. And part of making that enjoyable and fun is really dreaming about what you want your life to look like. Like, yeah. you know, what what do you want to be able to do? What do you want to be able to do in the future that maybe you can't do now? Or what do you want to be able to keep doing? Like what what will be freeing to you when you actually, you know, hit and maintain health and fitness goals? Right. There was a podcast that I mentioned a long while ago called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And I thought it was some like scam, you know, pyramid scheme. But what the topic actually is, is not just thinking about having a a goal of like, I want to be a millionaire, is what does your life look like? What travel are you doing? What are you investing your time and your money in? And part of looking at investing into a, a rich life with your weight as the focus, like Donald said, is it's not just I want to be 150 pounds. What I want is better boundaries. 
with people in my life, yeah. better boundaries with food, enjoying the foods that I love, being active and outgoing, being able to move around without feeling like I have no energy. Those are the end lifestyle achievements that I want and I want to live in. It's not about getting to the number because I've been at the number. And sure, you get like a super high at first. Sorry if I'm spoiling everything. But really, it's that, oh my gosh, I'm not winded when I go upstairs. I'm not afraid to go on walks with people because I can never keep up and I'm out of breath. It feels really good to go to the doctor's office and have them be satisfied and like, oh, all your health metrics are great. Like, keep it up. That feels really good. And when we start investing in our identities, like Donald was saying, that's where it turns in from a, a slog to an odyssey peregrination. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I think that, you know, one I think part of the the sort of question behind this question from Megan is that it, you know, you have to find ways to to really make this more interesting and fun for yourself. And and it may sound, you know, a little bit weird, but part of what makes things interesting and fun to me is I, I sort of say to myself, well, okay, so I've done this. What can I do next? Yeah. What, what challenge can I give myself next? What way can I help myself to grow and change? And I didn't think about any of that when I started this particular, you know, seven years ago, um, you know, plan, journey, venture, odyssey, peregrination. Um, I, 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 all I wanted to do was lose weight back then. And, and I had that same idea, but I learned over time that the way to do this so that it stays off and, and really sticks is to think about it as, as a journey to become a different person and to really think about that kind of person I want to be. And that makes it more interesting and fun and challenging and exciting to me than just the idea of, of well, I'm going to track calories every day. Exactly. So in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, he really focuses on going from an outcome-based goal, like I want to lose 50 pounds, to an identity-based view of living. So sure, if we want to lose 50 pounds, we can put a process in place to do that. Okay, I'll track calories, I'll exercise, I'll drink water, I'll pump up the volume. Those are part of just like the external process of getting it done. But when you identify at your core, in the middle, if you will, <laughs> the creamy, delicious center. Oh my of goodness, a, I love delicious, creamy centers of things. I do too. Um, but at our core, when we look at that identity focus, who is the person you're working on becoming? And what does that person do? What does a confident person do? What does an active person do? What will, what does a person who is focusing on having a healthier relationship with food do? That is the lifelong journey that we're looking at, not just the number on the scale. And also sort of paraphrasing some ideas from uh, some other ideas from James Clear and from BJ Fogg, you know, setting a deadline for weight loss is not a plan. Putting your habits in place one at a time is like actually saying like on this day at this time, I intend to do this thing. 
and and actually doing it and and doing that over and over. So, and just like with the tortoise and the hare, it's really slow and steady that wins this race. And also, <laughs> it's not a race and there is no finish line. You know, it it is it is a a long-term lifestyle change and it wasn't until I realized that that I was able to make it happen. Well, and it, it we have we really have done a lot of episodes. We've talked about do you see your weight loss or your health as a nine to five clock in clock out? It's something that you've got to do to you know to make money, or is it something that you're actually invested in twenty four seven? And we're not saying you have to actively think about it twenty four seven, but really f- like folding our habits into our complete life has changed the way we look at all this and whether we have a setback or we're up on the scale after the holidays we still identify as active people it's not well i blew it it's over i'm just going to go back to the shire and chill out um i don't know what people do in the shower i think they just ha- eat stuff. The, the shower or the shire the shire did i say the shower you said the shower <laughs> I don't know what people do in the shower. Yeah, I don't know what people do in the shower. I thought I was in the shower. I I don't know what chilling in the shower looks like. I don't know. It seemed like there was lots of like smoking pipes and, and farming. Right. But those daily investments matter. When we say that there is no finish line, that doesn't mean that habit by habit, decision by decision, and mindset by mindset, we're not investing in the lifestyle that we are creating in ourselves. And again, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have setbacks and, you know, go back into, uh, you know, rums bring us here and there into old habits. But I, f- I know I feel my best when I'm taking care of my body, when I'm investing in my boundaries with food and with people. So for Megan, the questions I might ask yourself are, what is making this feel like a slog? Are you eating foods that you don't like? Are you doing exercises that you don't like? What could you change to make it more enjoyable? We have Many episodes, I don't even know, 200 and something episodes of the podcast where we talk about mindset and that doing things that you like in weight loss is what you're going to be doing in maintenance. It doesn't change that much. But if you're in a situation where you hate the food that you're eating, you hate the exercise that you're doing, then maintenance isn't going to be any different. Yeah, and I think that that what Catherine just said is really the the core issue, you know, of of not making this feel like a slog is I thought that the only way I could lose weight was to cut out any foods that I enjoyed and that the only way was to do exercises that I hate and do them over and over again. And it wasn't until I realized that I, I not only should, but had to incorporate foods I really enjoyed and liked into my life and made exercise things that I, if not liked, at least didn't hate, that would allow me to keep doing them over and over again. And, you know, part of that too is that I don't do exactly the same things I did five years ago. You know, I've talked about like do something that you can do for the rest of your life, but that doesn't mean you have to do exactly that for the rest of your life. I change up foods. I, I bring variety into my life. I change up exercises and bring variety into my life. You know, sometimes it's straight up walking. Sometimes it's rebounding. Sometimes it's walking up and down the stairs. Like it, it all is just about getting more movement, but I I try and make it a variety so I don't get bored and tired of it. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, looking back at what felt like a slog to what I feel now, 
a slog was being over-disciplined about Weight Watchers and being angry and hungry all the time. It was about being ha- having shame about getting on the scale. It was about just doing what my trainer told me to do, even though I hated every second of it. That felt like a slog. It felt like punishment. And it felt like, you know, Absolutely. what I deserved for being overweight. This time, I viewed it as what can I invest in? What feels good? How can I move forward? And if something isn't working, how can I pivot to make it more enjoyable? And once we change the vocabulary around our choices and understand that it is our responsibility to write the narrative of our futures and take responsibility for all of it, the power structure changes. The ring has no power over you. (laughs) Uh, The lightsaber is wielded by the Jedi, or I don't know if that wasn't really a... The DeLorean is driven by the Jedi. Yeah. No, no, now I'm very confused. Exactly. But if you're seeing this as a toil and a trudge and a, you know, got to buckle down and get it done, what would feel better to you? What would make you feel like you woke up in the morning saying like, wow, this is, I'm enjoying this. This is the kind of life that I actually wanted. And maybe you don't know what that is yet, but that gives you the opportunity to test things out, whether it's a it's a lightsaber or a, a hobbit stick. The hobbits have sticks, don't they? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the quotes that I saw in uh, researching this, uh, w- uh, in looking at the hero's journey, kind of the story arc of, you know, the kid from the small town who then becomes, you know, the hero, hero of uh of the and strikes down the empire uh in the empire strikes back no i guess that wasn't the name of the movie um yeah Yeah, no they no one struck the empire down in that movie (laughs) (laughs) but uh so here's the quote a fear of death turns into the freedom to live fearing weight gain fearing you know getting old and not being able to do things living from a place of fear and avoidance isn't the same as embracing life and making purposeful changes. Sure, Donald and I live where we lived. We've got the family that we had before, the, you know, different trials. Um, but in the end- And tribulations. And tribulations. Yeah. But now we're on a journey venture, not, you know, a drudge and a just get through it and, oh, well, we can't go visit friends because we're dieting and we're not going to, like, I can't make cabbage soup in the car, so we're not going to go on vacation. Now we understand that a predominance of healthy choices and choices that fall in alignment with the people that we are working on becoming matters more than a weekend away or slipping back into old habits for a few days. We are moving forward, and I know you have it in you to change your language around the journey. Move away from the slog. What would make it feel like a quest or an odyssey? Like, how could you get, just look at the back of any car. How could it feel like an expedition (laughs) and a romp? Oh, wow. No, but really, there's a trek, uh, there's an odyssey, there's uh, an expedition. So they're all, they're they're running out of names for cars. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, the, the naming people just pull up the uh, the rhyming, the synonym dictionary. Exactly. But like, what would make the it- The rhyming dictionary. Why did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> I think there are 
rhyming dictionary. No, there are. I just don't know why car naming people would use a rhyming dictionary. But so how could you make small shifts to make it feel better? What could you add to your journey venture to make it more exciting? And finally, what other parts of your life might you want to explore that actually deserve excitement and intrigue? Do you want to take a continuing education class? Yeah. Do you want to learn a new language? Do you want to volunteer? The more we grow our interests and habits, the better our lives become. We are not just here to lose weight and, you know, check in with Fitbit. We're here to live rich lives, but it is our responsibility to work on making that for ourselves. No one is, you know, Gandalf isn't going to come down or, you know, a DeLorean isn't going to come down from the sky and take you on your next adventure. <laughs> Gandalf and a Jedi come down in a DeLorean from the sky and Doc Darth, Darth is Vader riding cuts their hands shadow off for facts some reason. Yeah. And riding down the street. But make your own adventure. That's I love you so much right now that you knew Gandalf's horse was named Shadow <laughs> That That's really hot. Aw, thanks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm blushing. Uh, but make your own adventure. Make it something that you enjoy, um, just like you enjoy listening to this podcast. Oh, you ah! stole my – that's usually my thing to do at the end. Uh, so thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Uh, one one investment that you can make in yourself is listening to this podcast. You get uh, it. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much, Megan, for uh, the question on Instagram. We are grateful. Hopefully this episode helped. Uh, not only have you made it through the beginning and middle, you've now made it to the end of this episode. The so delicious there, there may not be center. a finish line, uh, but there is a finish to this episode. Uh, but the episodes of this show will never end. Uh, we'll keep doing them every week. Uh, so keep on listening. And you can find all of our episodes wherever you found this one. We're available. Every single episode way back from episode one are all still available wherever you find uh, podcasts and also on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you would like some extra uh, accountability and fun on your journey venture. Yeah. You can click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women. It really is like just being part of big group going in the same direction on the same quest, doing different things to get the uh, health journey uh, on its way. Uh, we have people doing Weight Watchers, intuitive eating, calorie tracking, so many different plans. We're not there to judge one another, but we are there to cheer one another on. And if you would love some support on that journey, you can check it out. We have two subscription options, a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolf Place is right for you. Yeah, go ahead and do that. I really thought for a second there you were going to say to get your health and fitness journey over with <laughs> and that we would have to re-record the it's entire never episode. Over. No, but like back in the day, I would be like, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I would go to Weight Watcher meetings and wonder why the people who had hit maintenance even yeah, why were they I'm still like, there? Yeah. Run free. You should be getting deep dish pizza right now. What is <laughs> happening? I, I honestly had and no that clue. that was the problem. And that yeah. was the problem. But I need support. We've got people in all different phases of their journey ventures, people who are just getting started and others who have been maintaining for over seven years, eight years. Absolutely. Uh, and if you want to interact with us in other ways, uh, like Megan did, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And, uh, 
I, I don't see why you couldn't find these posts on our Instagram and Facebook and uh, give us your own uh, episode ideas and topics if you would like. Or you could send us an email uh, with episode ideas, topics, questions uh, to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We've uh, taken many listener emails and turned them into episodes of this show. We've also answered many questions behind the scenes. Uh, movies have behind the scenes, and so does our podcast. <laughs> Um, and um, uh, you can also just say hi uh, or give us a compliment. We appreciate those sort of emails as well. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast, leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us know that what we're doing is making a difference, we read every single one and we wish we could individually comment on them, but darn Apple won't let us do it. Yeah. Um, but not only does it let us know that uh, what we're doing matters, but it also helps other people people find our podcast when they are looking for confusing movie reference podcasts <laughs> like ours. Yeah, and you know, if you're looking for something to say, it could just be something like five stars, the best podcast since The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And, and you know, people will understand what you mean. Uh, and if you would like to just tell somebody about the show, uh, if you're if you're talking about Gandalf and and Doc Brown from the DeLorean with Darth Vader, and you just want to compare something to it, uh, give us a shout out. Um, if you know you know somebody who might get something out of this show, uh, we would appreciate you giving word of mouth. People really trust your opinion on things. And uh, if you're in a you know a Facebook group, a Discord server, a Reddit group, uh, and it the opportunity presents itself, we would be grateful for a shout out. Uh, you know, word of mouth is one of the best ways in which this show grows. Yep. So if you wish that this episode was actually called "The Empire Strikes Back to the Future 2, just remember <laughs> that Donald, Megan, and I are all on a health and fitness peregrination. Asian. Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. Mm -hmm.